welcome to the Warrior Culture Podcast. This is a space for dads and their teenage sons or any disciple of teens to pass down fortified manhood with confidence, one winning conversation at a time. While I'll be talking to the teens, to the dudes, I do want the older folk to listen in and stick around till the end for a discipleship debrief to take things a bit deeper. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the final episode of season one of the Warrior Culture Podcast, episode 12. Justin over here, and congratulations. We have made it to the end. Let's finish strong. So I am a lover of old books. I admit it. I'm strange. I wish I could boast of a huge collection, but I have not the money for that endeavor. But back in college, I used to do a lot of estate sales, which maybe you know is when you know when a person dies and their belongings aren't taken, you know, not all of them are taken by the surviving family members. They are sold, kind of like a garage sale. Uh, but it's called an estate sale. And I used to get a lot of books from estate sales. And I remember one Saturday morning, I hit the jackpot, man. The dude who had passed had been a collector of books. And he had an incredible office, incredible books at incredible prices. But as I started rummaging through the collection, I had a strange kind of like out of body experience. And I don't mean that too weird, but like (laughs) it seems like a flash forward 50 years. And I saw some college-aged punk like me digging through my old collection that I had left behind now that I was dead. And that probably makes no sense. But here I was, a college kid, stoked about amassing a book collection that wouldn't last. Because I'd, I'd be dead soon enough myself. B- basically, it was the first time the reality of death hit me as an adult. Has it hit you? Maybe, as a society, we do a good job at avoiding the topic of death. It's too depressing. It's too dark. It doesn't help with our self-esteem and whatever nonsense. It really harms us, you know, to not talk about these things. Because death is a wake-up call. That we aren't immortal. That our days are numbered. And with that deadline comes urgency and, and I think power, passion. But death isn't the only truth about humans. Uh, In this episode, I want to talk about three, uh, three truths that describe you and every human. As a warning, they are not rainbows and butterflies. Truth one is that in all things that aren't Jesus, you won't be happy. Like, you won't be satisfied. The Bible says that all is vanity in Ecclesiastes chapter one. What that means is that Every single pursuit a man can make from being rich to having tons of friends, tons of girlfriends, a big house, all the fame in the world, all the talents in the world, you know, uh, like having the most achievements, being the best basketball player ever, like whatever it is, your biggest dream, it will not satisfy you. You will find it lacking. And that's one thing Jesus rescues us from like finding satisfaction in silly things. This frees us to commit to him all the more when we know that nothing else will truly satisfy us. 
But that's truth number one. Number one, you will not be satisfied. You will not be happy on this planet with things you pursue if they are not Christ. Truth number two is that you will die. We briefly talked about this already, but again, we don't talk about it enough. The Bible says, again in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, a generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. If we think about it, I mean, that's a gut punch. Like we are born, transition into toddlers, then teens, then adults. We continually age until death, where we are replaced by the next generation, then replaced then replaced, then replaced on and on until Jesus returns like waves upon the shore. Earth's generations come and then go, come and then go. As Matthew McCullough writes, when we think carefully about death and how it swallows up what we love about life right now, we're prepared to see that what Jesus offers is what we've needed all along. Jesus offers eternity, the promise of deathless life to all who trust in him. And that means he offers joy that will not be clouded by sorrow. So those are truths one and two. You won't be satisfied, you will die. Truth number three is what I found most teens haven't really thought through. And here it is. You will not be remembered. We're all so busy making a name for ourselves right now. (laughs) It's a name that will be forgotten soon enough. You don't believe me? Okay. Tell me about your great-great-great-grandpa. See what I mean? One day you and I are going to be great-great-great-great-grandpas, and people won't remember us. Even the most famous, you know, Julius Caesar, Beyonce, I I don't know, whatever. Like, long enough, people won't remember. And if, if somehow we are remembered, what do we get out of it? Absolutely nothing. But here's how I want to end this episode and this season. Just because we won't be remembered on earth does not mean our impact or what a lot of people call our legacy is futile, that it's worthless. In fact, your impact lasts forever. And I mean those words. Every decision you make indirectly influences 10,000 people who aren't even alive yet. Like a stone upon a clear pond, the ripples of your life venture onward and outward to the nth generation. But a phenomenon occurs during this process. As the ripples of your influence go out over the, you know, waters of time, I realize I'm getting really weird and like (laughs) funny words right now. The phenomenon is that even though you're making an impact after you're dead, your name will detach from that impact. So let me give an example, and I want to I talk to the dads, to the mentors, and I'll just use the word dad. And even as I say that, this applies to mentors and young men, That this applies to you as well. So imagine you're a dad, uh, a dad who deals with anger. Imagine that. Describes me. Especially when your young son disobeys a clear command of yours in front of friends. Okay, so you imagine the situation. You know, when your son disobeys a clear command and when, we, you know, when you're with your friend, it flares your pride, which then kindles your anger. But then your king begins to lead you month after month, year after year, towards correcting or connecting with your child before you correct him. So suddenly 
that the culture of those moments where your child is disobeying you in front of friends, that culture of that moment begins to change. Your pace slows down. Your patience increases. Your tone is gentler. You're more understanding. You begin to see why he acted the way he did. And his eyes are opened to the reasoning behind your command because you're gentler. That kid's heart is changed because he now feels differently around you. Well, guess what? Years later, he's a dad. He's a dad to disobedient kids that disobey him when you're in front of, uh, in front of friends. But he remembers how you, how his dad, used to calmly approach him, which then molds his son's heart. On this cycle goes. Do you see? Are you catching the vision, catching the picture? You know, now we're four generations later. You're dead, long dead. Even some of your descendants are dead. And those descendants who are still alive have zero idea who you are or that you're the one who started this positive warrior culture trend that they're reaping the benefits from. You're the one that followed Jesus into becoming a more patient, gentler dad who wants to connect with their disobedient kid before they correct them. And you don't get any of the glory, but that doesn't mean you aren't making an impact long after you're dead. And this, I understand, can sound dramatic, optimistic, whatever. It's not that. I hope this bolsters your soul. Like everything you do, every single aspect of your life that you submit to Jesus transcends you personally. Even your wife, your kids, your friends, your church, you're impacting thousands of people right now today who aren't even alive yet. So if you find yourself pursuing a name-centered legacy, you know, like for me to say, let the greatness of Justin be remembered. You'll succumb to depression because that's a failing business. But if you pursue an impact-centered legacy, let me multiply myself by impacting the lives of others, and who cares if I'm remembered or not? You'll be freed from so many snares. Your name will disappear, yes, but your legacy will persevere. And guess what? the name of Jesus will be elevated. So as we transition now into our discipleship debrief, I want the two of you, you know, just for a, a, a last kind of kickoff, a send off, this might be the biggest uh, that we've done so far. I want the two of you uh, for dad or mentor to, I, I want y'all to go to a local graveyard together. There's plenty around. Uh, why? Because people die. And I want you to read several of the tombstones, epitaphs. And the challenge for both of you is as you've read a bunch and as you ponder your life in pretty deep and significant ways, I want you to write out your own epitaph. Do the next week or a few days. Yeah, maybe the next week because, you know, next week, season one has ended. There is no next week. What y'all can do when you meet up is talk about those epitaphs. So write out how you want to be remembered. Write out your last message to the watching world. Share those things, then discuss them. Okay, so season one has come to an end. 
And my current plan, unless the Lord leads me elsewhere, is to start season two soon enough where we're actually going to go back through the content we've covered so far, but I want to do it in more detail, sharing new stories and insights that I wasn't really able to get into. We'll kind of get into the nitty gritty. It'll be more topical instead of kind of big picture stuff. Always, of course, with fresh discipleship debriefs at the end. Who knows? Maybe we'll do some interviews with guys, or answer some questions you've been asking all along. But until then, I'm very grateful for y'all, and I hope that you fight, fortify, and fare well. Scope! Thank you for investing your finite time into the Warrior Culture Podcast. If you like what's going on here, make sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, And most importantly, share it with a friend. And for real, don't neglect the discipleship debrief. It's kind of the secret sauce of success here. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me, Justin, an email at justint at c3lr.org. Grace and peace.